What's going on, everybody? My name is Stefan Coons, and I am the CEO of Pursuit Health and Performance, and welcome to the podcast. All right, story time. So I had a client, um, <clears throat> let's just call her Jill, and Jill started training with us. Actually, this isn't a correct client anymore, uh, but I'm just going to give her alias. So Jill worked with me for about six months um, doing training and nutrition, and when Jill came to me, um, and this is kind of how I do a lot of my nutrition consultations, I ask, hey, we always recommend that you track your food. And like, I couldn't even get the words out. I'm like, you track your food? And she's like, nope, I am not living my life like that. I'm not weighing out my shit. I'm not going to take a freaking food scale with me. I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And like got really like defensive and very upset. And I totally understand. I'm like, okay, well, okay, Jill, like what made you react like that? And she's like, I just, I worked with a trainer in the past and they were so on my ass about weighing every little thing out. And, and then I was, I was doing it and I wasn't losing any weight. And I just felt like it just took over my life. And I was like, you know, went out with my friends. I was like trying to weigh the bread. And I had like this little food scale in my purse and my friends made fun of me. And then I stopped the food scale, but I was doing it at home and my husband wanted to eat. And I just like, I, you know, if it would have worked, if I would have lost like a ton of weight, it would have been great, but just like was miserable. And I'm like, okay, Jill, it's like a big deep breath. Um, I totally understand actually where you're coming from because I've worked with a lot of clients where tracking your food ends up being such a chore that it not only makes you hate tracking your food, but it honestly makes you hate fitness. And that sucks. And that's sad. And I think that's exactly what happened to Jill. And, and, you know, after working with her for months, that is what happened. She felt like the, my fitness pal and tracking her macros, like ran her life. That's all she thought about all day. Did, am I hitting my macros? Did I enter my food? It was like this worry thing. And I will say, just to fast forward, I'm going to go back a little bit, but to fast forward about on month four, she actually did start tracking her food. We implemented plans and strategies to where she wasn't freaking out about it. She just, she was really bad at planning. Honestly, she didn't plan the day ahead. So it was like an anxiety thing. It was like trying to like get everything together and scatter it the day of. And I even see that with some of the current clients I have, they're like trying to figure out their macros every day, the day of like plan it ahead, right? Like for most people that have a family, you have dinners planned for the week. Most people, right? And if you don't, you have meal prepped food. And if you don't have that, then what do you do? You're like, what's for dinner? I don't know. We don't have anything. All right, let's go out to eat, right? So that's what happens when there's no plan. <clears throat> but for Jill, she didn't want to go out to eat, right? She just, and because, you know, her, her goal, main goal was weight loss. And she's like, there's extra calories and it's extra money. She's trying to watch money. So that's, you know, for Jill, it didn't work. Like tracking her food didn't work. You know, what's funny though. She actually lost about 30 pounds in six months with barely tracking any food at all because we implemented strategy. So, um, no, you don't need to track your food. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret guys. Probably, uh, I would say the vast majority of the year, I don't track my food. There you go. I said it. And a lot of trainers are full of shit and they don't tell you that. And there are some that weigh out everything and good on them. And they go, I, I actually had a uh, conversation with a coach and they go, well, you're telling your clients to, to, uh, to track, but you're not tracking your food. That's a bad example. And uh, what's kind of funny to me that the coach said that because I go, oh, well, 
so if I, I should lead by example then, and they go, yeah, I said, okay, so all my clients should be working out six days a week for 90 minutes. Cause that's what I do. And they're like, well, no, you're way more advanced. And I go, boom, bingo. You hit the freaking nail on the head. I'm more advanced. I don't need to weigh out my stuff. Is it better if I weigh it out? Sure. But you know what? I already know what I'm consuming. I basically know my macros. Is it perfect science? It isn't. But I also tracked for an entire year, almost every day at one point in my life, and all tracking should do for most people is calibrate the eyeballs, right? Now, if you want to track every day the rest of your life, you will have the best results. You're using science. <clears throat> I compare calories and nutrition and, and money a lot. So here you go. Here's an analogy. If you tracked every single cent in your checkbook and you had an Excel sheet and every receipt and you were really meticulous, would you be better at saving and be in a better financial situation? Yes, 100% compared to just like kind of looking at your bank every day and kind of guessing. But I'm going to let you know right now, judge me if you want. I don't track every cent I spend. My stepmom's a CPA. She probably does. I don't do that. I kind of look at my bank account. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I could buy this. Right? Like that's how I roll, man. You know? And, and I, I'm not like, I do know my bills. Okay. I'm not like financially illiterate or irresponsible. I just don't want the, my money controlling me like that. And I think people, I think people get anxiety over money and I think they obsess about it. And it's the exact same thing with nutrition. What can I eat? And can I eat this at this time? And I didn't hit my macros completely. So a lot of my clients, I give them like a 10 or 20% allowance if they are tracking macros, which most of them are. And I say, hey, man, you got close. You did pretty good. And they're like, yeah, but I did, I, you know, I was 10 grams low on my protein and I was 30 grams low on my carb and, and 10 grams low on my fat. And I'm like, but if you did that every single day, if you were around that range, if you hit like an 85% accuracy every day or even 90%, do you think in three years that you'd make some pretty damn good progress? And they're always like, well, yeah. And I'm like, there you go. The goal is not to be perfect, guys. The goal is to do pretty damn well. And I actually did another pod, or, or, uh, Facebook Live. I should do a podcast on this. But I said, how to be an 80% person, which basically is like, you actually shouldn't strive to be a 100% person. It's bad. It's setting you up for failure. Everybody thinks they need to be perfect on everything they do. No, you just need to be pretty darn good, right? Which is like an 80 to 90%. It's in that range. And if you do that, just by time and just by consistency, you're gonna get really, really good results. Am I perfect on my nutrition every day? Absolutely not. Do I miss workouts? Yes, I do. Do I wake up? Like I say, I wake up at 5 a.m. every day, which I do a lot of the times, but do I every day? Hell no. Last Sunday, I slept until like 9.30, okay? Uh-oh, you know, come, come at me at 5 a.m., police. <laughs> but real talk, like I am not perfect and you shouldn't strive to be either. But nutrition, right, and, and tracking your macros, it's a tool. It's a tool, right? And most of you guys use my fitness pal or Fitbit or within or whatever you're using, right? So it's a it's a an app, it's a tool to tell you. But guess what? A lot of food labels are actually kind of a little bit inaccurate. Now, I have friends that compete in bodybuilding that are very meticulous. And if you want that life, you do need to weigh out all your stuff. You do need to measure all your stuff. You need to track everything because you're competing to be the best. But if your competition is just yourself, all you got to do is just be quite a bit better than you were the other day. Because there's that saying, you only need to be you know, 1% better every day. That's actually way too much, right? 
Because if you are 1% better every day, that means that each year you would get 365% better. That means you would 3.5X your performance, your finances, and your physique every year. Now, ah, gotcha, right? That's not realistic. That's actually way too much. Try like a one-tenth of a percent better every day. That is actually more realistic. Like the, it's so minute. And that's why like going to 80% effort or 80% accuracy with your nutrition to 100%, I'm not saying it doesn't matter because it does, but it, it it's for most people, it's going to burn you out mentally. And that's really the the truth, guys, is if you need to be perfect, like how long can you keep the perfection up for? Could you do it for 20 days or 30 days? And then after you're like, man, I put in so much effort and you didn't really lose that much more weight, right? It was only a 20% difference if you hit 100% every day versus 80% every day. And yeah, you're gonna you know lose 20% more weight than you would have, but for the effort from 80% to perfection, that is a lot. That's a very mental ta- a taxing to like zero out your, your proteins and your carbs and your fats every day perfectly. Is it possible? Yes, it is. The only time I've ever really done it is when I knew I have like a photo shoot coming up when I was doing fitness modeling. I want to be on a cover of a magazine. It's worth it, right? That makes sense. But for you guys, like, you know, being perfect on your nutrition is probably not necessary. And I would say that you probably don't need to track your food. You can do rules. You can do intermittent fasting. You could do other things that help you put at a deficit. You could just clean up your diet. If you just did like the paleo diet or even something maybe more extreme like the carnivore, and I'm not condoning these, but if you did those, you would just probably put yourself in a deficit just by doing them. So those are some things too that I implement with my clients and our coaches do at Pursuit because we know that counting calories is not for everybody and it's not the only way. Now, the last thing I'm gonna leave you with is don't think that I'm saying, ah, oh, you don't need to be that great with your calories, but, and this is the, this is the exception to the rule. If you're trying to do a slow cut, right? Like let's say I'm trying to go from like 180 pounds to 170 pounds and I want to maintain as much muscle as possible. You're going to be at a small deficit. Maybe that deficit's like 300 or 400 calories. If I'm eating and I'm not like great at math, so I'm not even going to do the math, but if I'm eating like, uh, you know, I guess if I'm eating 2000 calories a day, then, uh, 200 calories would be 20%, I think. Right. So the thing is, if you're off 200 by 200 calories, that actually does make a difference because that's half of your deficit, right? So if you think you're at a 400 calorie deficit and you're eating and you're only at a 200 calorie deficit, it's going to take you twice as long. Um, You're going to get upset. And that's if you were like right at 80. Uh, The problem though I've seen in the past, so just be careful, is some people will actually be like too lenient. They'll be like, well, I'm like pretty accurate. And they're at like a 350 to 500 calorie deficit. And some days they're like not at a deficit. And the other day they're, they're at their 500 calorie deficit. And then the other day they're actually like 200 calories over. And then they're at like a 50 calorie deficit. And then they're like an 800 calorie deficit. And then if you actually average it out, they're at like a 200 calorie deficit all week, but they had like two days in there where they were like really low. So they're like, I'm doing great. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm being really good about my nutrition. Look, I like, you know, I weigh under eight this day and not that we're telling people to under eat, but they're like, yeah, I really was really good on my carbs this day and I just stick to like veggies and meat. And I'm like, great. But what about those other days you ate over or those other days you ate at maintenance? Those are going to throw you off. And once again, if we go back to the money analogy, um, that's like saying, 
oh, well, I want you to save a hundred dollars a day. And you're like, oh, you know, or $400 a day. And you're like, okay, well I saved 400 and I saved 400 and then I actually spent 500 over and then I actually saved nothing. And then I spent 200 over and then I only saved $50 and then I saved $300 um, and then I saved $400 and we averaged it out and I'm not going to do the math again, but like maybe it's only $250 that you saved and you're not at that mark. And you're like, yeah, but that day I, I didn't, I saved a ton. And uh, those other days, like I still save money and I hit my mark, but you have to look at the average, right? You have to look at the average with the calories because it isn't just what you burn within a 24 hour period. Yes, that's how we track them, but look at the seven day. In fact, when we first started Pursuit, we would have all of our clients screenshot their seven day view in MyFitnessPal. Yes, you can do that by the way. And it shows you on a graph where you're at. And it looks on an average of like, and it just shows, I think there's one that shows macros, but it shows calories. And and some people would have like three days where they're good and three days where they're way off. And they would come on their check-in and be like, I think I was really good this week. And I was like, yeah, on those three days, what about the other days? Oh, I'm not as good. And I go, well, if we actually average it out, you're just at maintenance. What? Oh, was it maintenance? Yeah, you actually like weren't in a caloric deficit at all if we added up all the all the things. Because yes, three days you were at the 500 calorie deficit, but then those three days you were like 400 over, right? And that's like more of an extreme example, but it happens. And so the, you know, the kind of 80% effort rule isn't to not necessarily strive to, to get pretty close, but it's teaching you to not have anxiety, right? Um, don't be like that girl I train and freak out when, and, and make it feel like it's just taking over your entire life. Like that is, that is why you shouldn't track food, right? It, you know, if you're that person, if you get anxiety over it, if it like is ruining you, if you feel like, you know, it's making you freak out like she did, don't do it. But you also need to challenge yourself. If you say, I don't like it. It's a lot of work. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. It is. It's work. Like it's just like working out. That's like saying, well, I don't want to work out because it hurts and I'm tired and blah, blah, blah. Yes. That's part of working out. Right. And it's the same thing with nutrition. Nobody said it was going to be easy. In fact, if you talk to anybody that's in good shape, they'll tell you that abs are made in the kitchen. It's a lot of work. You got to prep your food. You got to do the shopping. Like, you know, and if that's the physique you want, if you want to get uh, to better shape and you want to lose weight and you want to build muscle, you have to have your nutrition on point as much as you can. So there is a fine line. Like I'm talking to people that get anxiety and, and maybe have like diagnosed anxiety and stuff versus, um, somebody that's just like not wanting to put in the effort because it is kind of can be a pain in the butt and it is a little more effort. So this is what I tell my clients to do. When they first come to me, I say, please track the first 30 days. If you track your food the first 30 days, then when you stop tracking, you'll be able to look at a plate of pasta, chicken, broccoli, and and whatever, and a soda, and be like, oh, I kind of can guesstimate like what this is. And even if you're not like adding it all in your head, you know, you'll make better decisions. Let me repeat that. If you track for 30 days, the next 30 days, you'll make better decisions. Because right now, if you're not tracking or you haven't tracked, you're making, to just be honest with you, you're making like probably a lot of dumbass nutritional decisions. You're sitting there and you're like just eating and like grabbing the bag of chips and grabbing the food 
or the muffins or the croissants. You have no idea what's in them. You're like, oh, I think they're kind of probably high calorie. I'm like, oh, the croissant's actually 400 calories and it has like 65 carbs in there. And you're like, what? But you don't even know. Like you have no idea. Like you're just basically swiping that debit card without checking the price tag on anything, right? And that is what's gonna screw you over. But if you track, you will make better decisions. And every single check-in that I have with somebody after the first 30-day period when they track, they go, I didn't even realize how much I was eating or I didn't realize that I was way under eating. That happens a lot with weight loss, especially with protein. I thought I was getting in a lot of protein. I was only getting in like 60 to 70 grams and I'm supposed to be getting in 150, which means they're getting in less than half the amount to build muscle and burn fat. So yes, it is important, right? Um, but ultimately, I wanna leave you guys with this. Just know that there, there are more options and I'm a firm believer that tracking shouldn't be forever. Your ultimate goal should be, I want to get a great physique, and during that time, I might have to track my food. It's going to get me there quicker. It's going to be a less painful road because I will get there. But once I'm there, I shouldn't really have to track my food anymore. I want to learn how to get to the point where I can do maintenance and I don't have to input every calorie and I don't have to weigh out everything. And there's two methods. You basically eat the same thing every day for most meals, right? Or you just track longer to where you become like um, a very calibrated genius with nutrition, right? When you look at stuff, you're like, that's that. Like that's 25 grams of carbs and you're probably pretty close, right? And I honestly feel like I have kind of got to the point where I eat like the same things. When you go shopping, it's probably like the same foods to where I do eat like the same breakfast almost every morning. So I know exactly what it is. And when I go out to eat at like Cafe Rio or Chipotle or these other restaurants, when I do go out to eat, I basically get the same thing. So like, I know, yeah, sometimes I'll enter it in my fitness pal, but it's already in there. It takes one button. So, you know, you have options. Um, the ultimate goal though should be to not be able to track eventually, I think, especially if you're not competing in fitness. If you're a freaking fitness model and you're competing, you're probably not even listening to this. Well, I'm telling you most of the year, I don't really track because I'm not trying but this is why I'm not trying to get a specific physique right now. If I was trying to put on four, five, six, eight pounds of muscle, I would be tracking everything. Maybe not 100% accurate, but I would be tracking it. If I was specifically cutting for an event, I would be tracking. So this is not permission to tell you guys if you're trying to lose weight that don't track, find another method. That's not what I'm saying. Just telling you that it's not for everybody. But if you guys have specific questions, let me know. You can hit me up on social media. You can even go to uh, www.pursuehp.com. Um, you can fill out a form to chat with a coach about your nutrition and your training. We can kind of dive in a little bit deeper because really the ultimate thing is you guys need a custom nutrition plan. Everybody, like you can't do a one size fits all. Your macronutrients, your calories, and the, the way you eat, like how many meals, what types of food, that's all based on like your lifestyle, your schedule, your culture, like it's, it's deeper than people think. And that's why there are registered dietitians or fitness nutritionists like myself and our coaches, because it matters. Like it's not just one cookie cutter program that fits all. You do need more of a customized approach. And we definitely do that at Pursuit. Um, so if you guys feel like you need help, you know where to find us. Um, before we go, uh, if you guys could also just give this episode a five-star review, if you feel like it deserves it, that would be awesome. If you like, comment, share, um, on your Instagram stories, you could tag us at pursuit underscore HP. That would be awesome. Or you can find us on Facebook, Pursuit Health and Performance. In fact, a lot of our content, by the way, is on Facebook. That's probably where we're pr 
primarily, but we're trying to be more on Instagram. And then at TikTok, I actually have a underscore or a pursue underscore HP. So it's literally the same handle as Instagram and all of our little short podcast clips go on there, but you can find us on Apple's uh, podcast, Spotify to listen to all our episodes. I really appreciate it guys. I appreciate the support and uh, just thank you so much for, for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time.